Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week. All edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the weekly zeitgeist. We are Let's thrilled go. to be joined in our third seat by a very funny stand-up comedian, writer, poet, mm-hmm. who you mm-hmm. know from such places as TV, the Harvard Review, and her amazing those. podcast, In Your Hands. Yes. It's one of our new favorite guests on this show it is the hilarious and talented lizzie cooperman oh my god god, i lost my voice just saying your name (laughs) thank you thank you yeah welcome back welcome back thank you it's nothing short of a a thrill to be here oh wow you honor us (laughs) you honor us with such a description (laughs) what what sort of adventures has have your listeners been taking you on Oh my God. It's, it has been truly wild. I'm trying to even think of where we left off. I was supposed to take the first job that I got on Craigslist gigs section. (laughs) Okay. I applied to be a hair model. I have very long hair and I I said, I'll be a hair model for this fledgling beautician or stylist who wants to try, you know, the pixie cut. Oh, oh Oh my God. You were uh, about to let this person hit you with the pixie? If they responded first, I was going to, yes, I would have let wow. them hit me with that pixie. <laughs> wow, Lizzie. Okay, I applied to work trust. as a Halloween performer on someone's front lawn. Okay. Um, they specified like? you had to be fun spooky. 
So I was okay. trying to figure out where is the line. Yeah. <laughs> was there an audition? Not like disturbing spooky. Right. Just don't go up to people and be like, I killed your brother. <laughs> yeah. That's regular <laughs> right. spooky. Yeah. yeah. Going up to a little kid like Earth won't be here when you're my age. Oh, my. <laughs> That's so Please, true. please don't. Uh, what? Not Just now. telling the, the truth to children. Yeah, exactly. That's so <laughs> like the adult Greta Thunberg. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> there is a there was a street or, or a house up the street for me that did a climate based Halloween themed like decoration, which I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And then they also had a Rick Caruso yard sign. Hmm. Rick Caruso, the billionaire wow. mall magnate who's supposed to, uh, you know, solve all of L.A.'s problems. Right. We still don't yeah. know the results of that election. He's making it snow at the Grove right, right. now. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, what does he know about answer. climate change? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is something from your search history? Okay, well, I was going to say best seats SoFi Stadium, but I feel like that's just more of us talking about the same. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I also had recently Googled Irish girls' names uh -huh. And that was because I was panicking at a show where I knew they were filming the sets and I've been doing a joke where I say a real person's name. And mm. I thought, ah, maybe I should come up with a different name, but it's just such a funny name to me. And I was in the back trying to come up with a fake name. And the problem with that stuff is it's the real example is always funnier. Right. <laughs> it's just like not possible. Like I, I'm, I wish I could, sh I'll share offline with you guys the name that I, that is the true name <laughs> okay. of this real person. But yeah. I was like in the back being like, well, I can't say Sersha. Everyone knows that name as Sersha Ronan. Like, right. I mean, and these Siobhan, other ones are just, you know, what? Siobhan. Siobhan. I feel like that's, I feel like that's yeah. you know, Shiv on Succession. Yeah. We're hearing that, you know, Sinead. What is it? Sinead. Sinead. But that is yeah. another iconic one, right? Yeah. It's kind of a cool name. Sinead is yeah, red. Sinead is dope. Yeah. This is more of like a, I, the joke I do is I call her a white girl named after a pony. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Sinead is not a pony name, you yeah, know? Right. <laughs> Sinead um, is so. definitely, yeah. Sinead is running that, that fucking, yeah. that whole operation for yeah. sure. <laughs> I feel like you can't go wrong with a Mary to start it off. Like Mary mm -hmm. Sheila. And oh like, yeah, maybe a two-parter name like yeah. uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mary Sheila O'Callahan. Yeah, or, maybe I could make up a whole O'Callahan's fake name with an Irish last name. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. That's fun. Yeah, it's just funny how it's true. Like truth in comedy is always like the thing you like one of the first things you really learn when you're getting into comedy. And yeah, like to your point. Even if you tried to engineer it, the fact like, you know, it's just funnier because it's coming from the absolute like well of truth. And that probably translates immediately to the audience, even though they're like, was that the person's real name? You think just like, no, yeah, just the delivery and everything that comes together. Beautiful. How did it go? What would you come up with? And did, did it hit as hard with the fake name in there? I just said her real name. <laughs> There you <laughs> go. <laughs> there I was go. like, you know what? And it's like a thing where I don't think that it's they're going to put that part out online. It'll be fine. Right. And you know what? If that girl finds out, I, yeah. I'd honestly be shocked. But I just, I think sometimes when in comedy, when it's like, there's something about a show that's not being filmed where you go like, I mean, I'm technically speaking into a microphone to an audience this sure. is not private but right. it feels different when you're filming it. and right, like right, right. posting something online and all that feels like a different level 
yeah. don't know. But yeah, the real the real example is always the funniest. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it just Stick is. With Stick with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is something, Shannon, you think is overrated? Okay, I think I think smooth, ageless skin is overrated, all right? And the reason I'm saying this is because I am being bombarded. I am being harassed constantly, 24-7, with, like, every product that's like, don't you want to get rid of your nasty, crater, old woman skin? And I'm like, <laughs> right. whoa, Jesus, what, what is happening? And it's like, right. Black Friday is coming up. I don't know when it is, really, but it feels like, it feels like every year now it's, like, getting longer. It used to be, like, a day. Now it's a week. Now, this year, it feels like it's a year-long event, and I'm getting so many black friday deals for like all these like lasers and things and i'm just like you know what like i'm i'm annoyed i'm annoyed about it leave me alone i don't care i'm about to take a knife to my face and give myself the deep lines and just be like look look it's fine you know like i'm, look at me, I'm like so this. happy yeah like, it's, it's okay because it's a little intense and like we're all in the same age group are, are yeah. y'all getting harassed on on social media with this stuff I see, I see increased like men's skincare things pop up. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I think again, I, I, I just try and ignore as many ads as possible unless it's like yeah. a gigantic blanket I can wear, and then I'm like, well, hold on, what's this? Ooh, this is yeah, now, I'm in the market for that. I don't need things. It's like your pores look like the surface of the moon, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, okay, right. yeah, like I look, I want a blanket. I'll buy so many blankets. Yeah, I'll buy a blanket for my face. But right. like, stop sending me these ads where it's like, we know you're dying. Yeah. We know you don't look all sexy and tight. Hide I'm like, the Bitch. fact that you're dying from yeah. everyone else. I'm like, I think the fact that I'm dying is cool. Okay, like yeah. I'm, I'm. Uh, I think it's relatable that we're all aging, and I love it. Like I love my face. Right. Yeah. I think it's just fucked up when the marketing is like, hey, you should be in denial about your mortality. Yeah. Like, because yeah. that's the most unhealthy shit. Like, because if the second you go down that road of like, oh, I can prevent like me having to be visited by my own mortality when I look in the mirror, I feel like that's where, you know, you can get a little bit too invested in that. So, yeah, you know, yeah. but I say that as somebody with a, basically no wrinkles, baby, because gen the genetics have blessed me. So you <laughs> know, for, for all y'all out there with the prune skin, you know, I feel for y'all. Miles is sponsored yeah. by one of these uh, firms. You should know Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Say, oh, he's okay, not allowed yeah. to say it, but I, I do have to say yeah. on his I, behalf that he's <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's not it's not total it. payola. Yeah, but yeah. I do yeah. inject human growth hormone directly into my yeah. the corners of my. Yeah, he, he has a proprietary serum that he's trying to push. You're one of <laughs> the, them. This, this Black Friday. <laughs> I mean, Shannon. Doing. I mean, like, I'm sure you don't feel good, you know, knowing that you're just a rotting corpse every day, right? So yeah, you know, check out my <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. Like I've always felt like this body, like I've always felt like, oh man, I can't wait to just be like an ethereal gas again. Like, yeah. you know, like my body has always kind of just been like it, uh, quite clearly like designed to keep me grounded. And I'm a Pisces with okay. a Scorpio moon. Oh, listen, I want to float. I want to be in the sky. So yeah. like, I kind of think part of our human journey and like the fact that we are slowly decaying and, and eventually going to die. Like, I think that's the coolest part about life. It's like, yeah. let's enjoy this. This is fun. And at the end, we get these, this like ultimate release, this like cool transformation, this level up, like, 
you know, I'm not trying to heaven's gate it, but yeah, right. <laughs> like, but, you know, when but, when it <laughs> organically but shall natural, the opportunity yeah. arise. <laughs> yeah, but if it organically <laughs> happens to me, or you know, or if I see it happening slowly, I'm not gonna fight it. So like, you know, yeah. lasers are cool, but like lasers that are meant to shame me, I don't think lasers should shame. Okay, I don't think right. we should be engaging in shame. Especially yeah. not revolving nah. around appearance. And especially when, you know, the comet Hale Bop is about to do another perihelion by the Earth. In which case you gotta catch it this time. Yeah. Well, don't don't miss your chance this time. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess it up like those dudes who were following Marshall <laughs> Applewhite did. Uh, did they mess it up, Miles, or are they partying right now on the tail of T B D. What's something you think is underrated? Okay, staying on theme. Black Friday is overrated. Black Christmas is mm. underrated. Are y'all fans of the horror movie Black Christmas? I am not. I I am not not a fan. I just have not gotten into it. But I okay. have heard like what that it's better than people remember. No, I never heard of this. Oh, oh, okay. So Whoa, and I went to school with her. Okay, go on. Well, there's the there, there's a remake that came out a few years ago, but the original one, I think, came out in 1974. And it's a Christmas, not themed, but like it's a horror movie that takes place during Christmas break on a college campus. And one of the reasons why it is iconic and underrated to me is that the whole like trope of the final girl in horror movies, like we think it started with. Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, right. which came out right after Black Christmas. But this movie, Black Christmas, was actually the first to include a final girl, the one who like survives at the very end. But unlike the trope where she's like super chaste and virginal, this character, Jess, is uh, we know she's sexual because she's pregnant and she's getting an abortion. But she's not, like, punished for it. In fact, like, her boyfriend, who's a jerk about it, ends up getting slashed. Spoiler. And it was just a really fascinating, like, I don't know, to me, seeing kind of what could have been. But it was the same director who went on to make uh, A Christmas Story. So clearly he loves Christmas. Right. (laughs) Another dark take. He was like, oh, too dark? And a Christmas story. Okay. Okay, Bob Clark. Yeah. There's there's your double feature. Um, yeah. And it is legit scary. It is very, very spooky scary. I was like, wow, what an interesting storyline with this like character. Like it's going against most of like American tropes. Like a uh, Canadian slasher film. Okay. okay. Oh, I, like, I like that. I, I see that. I see it now. Yeah. That's wild that the slasher genre like started in a very progressive place. And then they're like, nah, we'll we'll make it basically yeah. a metaphor for Puritan values. Right. <laughs> That's wild. I think there's another Christmas horror movie that I've seen billboards for with a mean oh, Santa. That's the one oh. with the the guy from David uh, Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that one? Harbour Santa movie. Violent Night. That's Violent what it is. Night. Plays yeah. Killer Santa. That's just what my kids need to see. Yeah. I think Hallmark should really kind of get in on this. You know, the holiday horror genre. Really, it's worth it. I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, 
as somebody who watches so much Hallmark movies, I'm like, oh, can we spice it up a little? Can some motherfucker get stabbed in this movie, please? Just to kind of keep things going. They have one that's like, there's a series of films that's sort of like a murder mystery one. And like one takes place during the holidays, but they don't, they haven't leaned into that. I, I mean, I get it because Hallmark, like I'm pretty sure they have this thing where like you can't even have, they used to say you can't have magic. Uh, shit like be the inciting incident in it because christians you know don't like that just keep it keep it keep it you know keep it uh you know nice and above board with god Mm. yeah that would be my main objection so i'm glad to see that that rule is being i think it is rolled back but there was a while where like people were like if like in talking with people who make them they're like yeah you can't pitch hallmark a thing where like mad like magic is like the main point of something occurring in this christmas story or else they'll be like no 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 this is this is satan this is satan shit right although maybe maybe like they're just wrong and it would it would push things like like nobody thought you should include religion in your horror movies until the exorcist so right mm, just mm. saying just give a shot Christmas. The holidays are a lot darker than people <laughs> depict them in their shows. So, Kristen, are you a big horror slash slasher slash slasher fan? <laughs> I sound like it, but uh, not especially. Okay. I have like some s- select favorites, and okay. Black Christmas is one of them. And yeah, I, I'm I'm just thinking if we're gonna if we're gonna have to have a you know, two month long Christmas season now, holiday right. season now. Let's spice up the genre. Yeah, seriously. Avatar season. I'm with that. Avatar <laughs> yeah. two, the way of the water season in my household. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratacoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 
And we're back. And knives are out for Trump and the Republican Party. They're, yeah. they're just looking for, they're like, well, it can't be our politics that people rejected. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so what do we what do we do here? What do we? It's who, him, who right? Do we get mad at. It's and him. Right now, they're choosing the one person that they absolutely can't get rid of. I'm sure that I have to assume this is a this is a passing fad. As soon as they well, look at the numbers again, they'll be like, "Oh, wait, all our voters it, are Trump guy." But the problem is, right? This is like the one time where. They absolutely need to find something different because with Trump at the ticket, it's been consecutive elections where they're just losing. Yeah. Like right. it's it's been a downward trend every since 2016. And like but it's funny, like they always there. There's a lot of outrage from like mainstream Republican figures. But like each time there's some shit like this, the Ukraine call meddling with the DOJ attempted election theft. There are always like a few more Republicans who are like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But then they don't do anything. They get too scared. And next thing you know, they realize, oh, that's right. This dude is my daddy now. And <laughs> last week, a lot of the media outlets on the right came for him. In the National Review, uh, the headline was, Trump is a bust for Republicans. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And oh. then uh, and going to Rupert Murdoch, what's he doing over there? Well, the, most of the channels were like, I don't know about this guy. On the New York Post, the cover on Thursday... Uh, showed Trump as Trumpty Dumpty. Don, who couldn't build a wall, had a great fall. Can all the GOP's men put the party back together again? Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all kind of getting, they're all using Trump as this excuse. But they you let know, like, them run that entire title. That's so long. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Yeah, I mean, it's the New York Post. Like, whenever it's like right, right. pun filled, they're like, man, fuck whatever both of the standards are get that pun in there yeah. but right. you know like they kind of tried to stop him in 2016 like where that first were like this guy's gonna be bad only to just realize like that them constantly feeding the base like nativist bullshit in the eight years prior is like what made trump absolutely irresistible to their voters so they just got out the way and were like amazed at what happened and they excused every single fuck up because they really saw this guy as like the way to like that thing we talked about last week with Nick Fuentes, like this one right wing extremist time, like we just need a dictatorship, man. Doesn't matter how many more of them that there are than us. Well, we think we need to get them to get in line with like our rules. And that's it. Many people saw Trump as being like, oh, this guy can just get this. Like if we just stay behind him, we might get to that place. So it's just kind of like. I don't know if there's really like we always say there's no hypocrisy with like the the base or the politicians on the right, because, you know, like they know that this is all about just getting to the end game of just own the libs fully and just having just give us absolute power and we'll look away at every single thing. But I don't know. It, it, it's just they're, they keep trying to do this thing where they act like, oh, here we go. They're going to dump them. But they've already like the toothpaste is out the tube. Yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, people were pointing out that the, the New York Post has turned on Trump before and everyone's mm -hmm. been like, it's the end for Trump. Mm -hmm. And then someone's like, actually, they, we, we all said that four years ago. Like, the, this is y'all do this all the time. You, this you is like the McRib. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you you didn't want tour. him in the first place. Like the mainstream of the party didn't want him in the first place. And we're, we're supporting Jeb Bush and other, you know, establishment tickets. And then 
they realized quickly when the primary started that they couldn't beat him. And so they go they go back to it. It's just there there's not a great option. I mean, DeSantis seems to be the option that the like they're, they maybe their best to. option, their best alternative to this point. But I I can't picture a version of this playing out where DeSantis beats Trump. He's just too much more entertaining. And there is he's a person who has a death cult like we haven't had that ever a, like a large scale death cult in America. Like that's is pretty yeah. wild. But he, the, I, yeah, it's like, but how do you get but they kind of maxed out their membership on the death cult. Yeah. So now they're like, mm. fuck. If this is the best we can do and gerrymandering is like only barely getting us like to even footing, then what? Because I think that's the thing that a lot of, you know, like the consultant and strategy class of the party are thinking about. Like, I don't know how the fuck you're going to win. Like, like you can only do so much without trying to figure out maybe someone else energizes more people to come back and we'll see what happens. But I think the thing that really set Trump off, uh, especially last week, because he lost it, like really in an interesting way. The New York Post, I think on Friday, posted this headline with him and his family after he won re-election. It says, the future. (laughs) (laughs) Ron, the future? Yes, Ron, the future. Uh, Okay, mask off. And he's also mask off like future with his uh, racism and just uh, heinousness. But Mm -hmm. Donald Trump went out and then got on Truth Social and like email blasted everybody talking about how like, I made this motherfucker when he said he was dying in the polls. I endorsed him. Then he said this. This is really interesting. Quote, I was all in for Ron and he beat Gillum. But after the race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended. Just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win, I stopped this election from being stolen. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Sir, what? You sent who? The U.S. attorney To do what now? <laughs> a lot of people are like, is this for real? Did he really, was he already fucking with the, like these midterms in 2018? I think a lot of people are like, it most likely is a reference to when then Florida Attorney Ger- General Pam Bondi like took into, like listened to some bullshit claims, was looking into some shit about voter fraud and they didn't find shit and they kept it moving. Because yeah. I think most people have noticed we usually have here most of the shit that happens like in real time with this guy. It just depends on how much of it gets reported or not. And not many people found anything that, you know, that seemed consistent with what he just said. But again, I think shows his level of like, I like he's really doing like, I made you is the vibe right now. He, the only reason he's in power is because I committed crimes to get him there. It's like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> easy. That's, but that's what's so good about having the Republicans tied to somebody who is any anytime he's under attack or like any something that he perceives as humiliating, which is almost everything, because that's just like how his brain right. works. <laughs> like anytime that's happening, he is like a person who's drowning and just pulling everyone in oh, yeah. with him. Just like, fuck you. Right. I'm I, like and we'll keep doing that until he's on a pile of bodies that's... like just. <laughs> it's like it. watching a magician bomb 
Yeah. <laughs> you did not see me switch the quarter into my other hand. Wait, we did. We did. What the fuck, man? That wasn't magic. Oh, okay. What about this? Oh, shit. This guy, like, this guy was loving it a minute ago. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, He's the you, one who gave yeah. me the coin. So yeah. ask him what happened. He set me up. Actually, motherfucker, get up here. Let's all boo him. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think then he went on and came after uh, the governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin, and was like being like, I don't know, maybe he's Asian. It sounds Asian to me. What kind of last name is Youngkin? Like, what? that's the I'm not joking. That was the level of shit talking he was at today. It was just being like, this dude's last name sounds Asian. I mean, this is what he said, young kin, and parenthetical. Now, that's an interesting take. Sounds Chinese, doesn't it? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I think we should just isolate the sigh that Lizzie just had, and that should be our only analysis of It's giving of me a panic. Like, the idea of going back to it gives me a panic attack. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? I think most people have seen all these MAGA candidates that were running to be elected. The ones that were reelected is one thing. But the people who are trying to unseat incumbents, incumbents were not fucking winning. Right. And that's a big thing that they're like, dude, the MAGA shit is not as potent as it used to be. And I think that's that's the one thing that I will take as an indication mm -hmm. of perhaps his stock somewhat dwindling is that like it just like they they wasn't quite getting over the line with some of these extremists. Like at a certain point, some people were like, yeah, like Donald Trump's like, but also like a lot of this shit is doesn't sound like solution based at all. It sounds like. You know, let's just restrict people's access to like healthcare or privatize social security and things like that. So I don't know, but you'd feel like if there was that sort of same energy behind it, that would have been borne out a little bit in the election results. Mm. So I think it's just merely like because the brand is just so it's just not as it's losing its appeal somewhat. Yeah, I feel like it's very muddy. Like like you said, it's on the one hand, it does seem like the Maggie candidates didn't do well. And but like all of the analysis of the midterm elections and like them being the opposite of what was predicted by the mainstream media, a lot of it is like, well, there is a candidate quality issue and Trump may be like Trump's appeal may be dwindling. But like that's, that's hard to prove because he wasn't like on the ticket, you know, like he wasn't. No, nobody was actually voting for him. And mm -hmm. so it just muddies what seems like. There are some very straightforward, like policy takeaways that should be the thing that every media outlet is pointing out, pointing to. And but it, but they are these like straightforward policy takeaways that don't work with the mainstream narrative because they're too simple and straightforward. And like it, it does feel like th this moment Candidate, feels. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love that the idea of a candidate quality check for Republicans, like what that would be like. Right. Right. Is there a crease in your dockers? Yes. Right. All right. right. Check, check their teeth and gum line. Right. Okay? Right. Like a horse. Like, OK, good. Right. <laughs> but this moment People's just feels very clarifying to me. Like it feels like, you know, at, there's a bunch of progressive energy at the po like from voters that is laid bare in an election that the mainstream media was kind of distracted into thinking was going in a different direction so they didn't really have their messaging ready for like what was going to happen if there was this kind of progressive energy that turned out and instead of like covering the 
progressive policies that are resonating with people that have resonated with people for a long time. They're just like muddying everything with this, like, are people tired of Trump? Like, what's Trump going to say? Like, just this, like, personality contest, this, like, sports media bullshit take of just, like, who's got the better, like, who who's the better horse, essentially? Mm-hmm. The New York Times literally, like, the day after the election was like, all right, here's who we like for the Democratic presidency if Biden drops out. Right. You'll be shocked to know the people they liked Harris, Buttigieg were were like all the mainstream centrist Democrats and the people they weren't feeling like literally there was a category that was like, here's who to here's who we like. And then a category. I'm just not feeling it. And it was like (laughs) the first two were Bernie Sanders and AOC were like number one and two of like just not feeling it. Just not feeling it, folks. One's too old. One's too young. I think J.B. Pritzker was in the middle section of that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But That's why a lot of people are just like, just get the just get these big lads out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, bi- the big, big relatable lads out there to, to but, like in the Rust Belt. But there's like a very straightforward story to tell here. Like that. So, yeah, mm. there has a lot of there has been a lot of support for progressive policies that performed incredibly well. And they performed incredibly well in like big elections like Pennsylvania with Shapiro and Fetterman just, you know, running populist campaigns that are focused on giving people economic reforms that help their lives. Like mm-hmm. that is for some reason seen as like this fringe populist thing, but right. it works. And then there are these more conservative Democratic statewide campaigns in North Carolina and Iowa that had. So Fetterman, Shapiro both ran ahead of how Joe Biden did in traditionally Republican parts of the state. That's always what Democrats are like. The thing that we got to figure out is how we get those like those blue collar workers to start voting Democrat again. So they have their answer that that's mm-hmm. it. Like they just run on populist, progressive economic policies that we we saw that work. And when they didn't do that in statewide campaigns in North Carolina and Iowa, they ran behind Joe Biden. Right. So it's like a very, very straightforward lesson. And that feels like good news, right? They have a very clear answer following this election. The bad news is they've had a very clear answer before this and ignored the fuck out of it. But how do we do economic populism without really affecting the bottom line of a lot of companies? And I think that's the like that's this fucking weird cliff that the Democrats are always Mm. like standing over. They're like, I mean, it's a winning message when you speak directly to people's lived experiences and say, I know you're getting fucked over by like rising prices and the greed of companies. I know that like when you go that route, people are like, wait, what? Yep. And suddenly, like you're saying, like rural counties start going back towards Democrats because they're speaking something that is like very straightforward. Every politician needs to start dressing like Aaron Brockovich. Going door to door. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? I'd love to see that. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, like that's that's what's sort of like so infuriating is that like it's so simple. It's like you just you get your you get your hymnal from your donors and then you have to sing the songs that they say. Yeah. Like you see it with with the messaging around inflation, like that was supposed to swing the whole election and it didn't really because people understood like all all of the stuff about like, well, 
Biden giving money to you, the voter, is what caused this pain, this inflation like that. It resonated. So it was like a 50 50 split basically on inflation, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the thing that swung the election. And by the way, the like pre electoral like analysis that they got was from Larry Summers, who you may remember as the uh, president of Harvard, who was like flying on the Lolita Express that we covered when we were talking about how Harvard is. How cool Harvard is? Yeah, it's basically a bastion of wealth protectionism and not liberal intellectualism. But anyways, like the, the big one is just like there are all these very popular progressive policies that we keep seeing. Like we making abortion illegal is wildly unpopular. And that does seem to right. be the one that the mainstream media is letting in. Like they're letting that message in that, OK, the you know, what, what the extremist Republican position and action now on abortion is cost them this election but they're not like covering the fact that like gun control is popular and like voters represented that white supremacy is unpopular and voters represented that in some places people don't think health care should bankrupt you yeah yeah and like that's another wild thing to just i just wanted to talk about all the attacks that teachers were under and like critical race theory and all this culture war bullshit there were a lot of bills that passed that were increasing funding to public schools so yeah. despite all that, like you weren't like, despite being like, no, we got to we got to cut this shit off and privatize everything. Most people were like, no, no, no. We like that. Take yeah. take that more money for them. Yeah. Pro-choice measures swept at the ballot box. Progressives won with ballot measures that support policies like raising the minimum wage and taxing the rich, like just huh. everywhere across the country. A bunch of like progressive house Candidates won, but like aren't being covered. Summer Lee in Pennsylvania, Delia Ramirez in Illinois. There, there's like a bunch of these Greg Kassar in Texas. Like, a, mm-hmm. you know, these populist candidates are winning in Texas. It seems like these are the surprising results that they would cover if they didn't have some other agenda. I can't quite put my finger on mm. it. Right. Pro-collective bargaining measures won, legalized cannabis won, like measures for rent control won everywhere. They fucking won in Orange County, Florida. Like rent rent control is popular in Florida. You think that would be like the (laughs) one of the big takeaways? It's like help people because they're being harmed by massive corporations and like they it's a very straightforward message that they seem to be willfully fucking up at places yeah, like they the are. New York Times. They are. Because again, it's a consolidation of our media and everything. And it's all being ran by a very specific kind of person in a very specific socioeconomic situation with a very specific perspective. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's, that's why like people like candidates who aren't as tethered to like the old school, like political machine of using corporate dollars and things like that are speaking more freely than the ones that Mm. are like born from it. And that's, I think that's the balancing act. The DNC is also probably going to look at too. It's like, dude, you get too many of these populists in here. We're like, we're like a couple, you know, Congresses away from like real, like actually delivering for people at the expense of like profits. And I think that's, what'll be interesting too, because there's a lot of analysis about how there was a lot of success in the suburbs and suburban voters going to Trump. But a lot of suburban voters tend to be like upper middle, middle class and 
maybe look at the economy way different than these other people, these other voters that the Democrats are also trying to court, which are like like workers, laborers who are like looking at how like the economy is affecting them and have a like maybe a probably a more populist agenda than the people in the suburbs. So how are they going to balance all those things? And you feel like they're going to probably just shy away from going more populist. But I don't know. I mean, maybe they found a way to be like, we can do a little bit of that stuff while mm. still like reeking and or generating massive money and not completely just, you know, kneecapping an industry because we decided people need free medicine or some wacky right. shit like that. Does populist just mean like anti-corporate and like humanitarian? Like, <laughs> like it feels like it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it. it people I use mean, populist I, interchangeably to refer to Trump and then policies of like rent control. Well, it's just, to, it's just right. to, a, a appeal to normal people. Right. That's all it is. It's just normal well, like, people appeal. That, so that's all subjective. AKA I mean, politics. <laughs> right. But I think with Trump, he was being like as an outsider in 2016 it was very popular it's like we got to get these like nobody's making money sure these prescription drugs are way too like he did he was talking a lot a lot of that shit and right. so but then got in and was like ha, 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 i'm broke and i have bills y'all that's friend, why i'm here oh my. <laughs> i have a friend who like works in finance from like you know a friend that i went to school with and he heard our podcast and was like oh i had no idea you were so populist and mm -hmm. I was like, what does that mean? Is that a slur? Exactly. Yeah. Is that, mm. I think that is like a slur in that realm, right? Is, is like the idea that, well, you're just saying what people want to hear. And it's like, well, they want to hear it because that. they're not stupid and it helps them. And there are like clear ways that people can help themselves through politics that, fucking everyone else is ignoring like in the mainstream media right yeah it's, it, it really is like that thing where like you're, you're i don't know how to put it like i feel like back in the day like i would i would be wanting to date somebody and then i'll be like all right like you know they they tell me like oh, i'm not happy in the relationship i was like oh that's that's messed up and they said what's happening oh they don't do this and i go oh that's that's messed up then you get a call hey man why are you talking shit to me <laughs> like talking shit about me to my to my girlfriend. I was like, what? Nah, man. I just they literally just said what was going on and I agreed. I wasn't generating some other narrative. You're just getting angry at the fact that objectively the situation is not good and someone describing it is somehow now this like underhanded thing, rather than for like the parties in power understanding their messages aren't resonating. The status yeah. quo is absolute violence and death, and that's how most people see it. So you come out here talking that same thing. They go, oh, that's death and destruction. That's death and destruction. Yeah. That's not solutions. Like just someone who's and I think that's all it is. People just want you to come in and be like, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Republicans right now just go, here's the fucking problem. Y'all right. Yeah. It's just and wild that the what? New York Times doesn't have a single like they have a columnist who's willing to say fucking everything. They, yeah. they have a columnist who's willing to be like. Being a traditional Catholic is actually punk rock. And, you know, like just the wildest shit, like loving the Pope is the most punk rock mm. thing you can do today. And right. they don't have somebody who's willing to be like, all right. So like Democratic voters like came out in force, voted for Democrats. 
and said that they're really frustrated. Like in exit polling, they said they're really frustrated with the Democrat, like with Joe Biden. So mm-hmm. like there's a clear message here. They vote for, you know, progressive policies and they're frustrated with the existing thing. Like what wouldn't it suggest that like it would make sense for the Democratic Party to like shift to more progressive policies and like mm-hmm. being more straightforwardly like helpful to people and humanitarian um, they don't have a single columnist who ma- who makes that argument. It's pretty wild. Mm. Just thinking about how much is brewing in Florida right now. Is does Trump still live there? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my I think god. He's, I think he refuses to even leave when a, a tropical storm is coming. As of oh. last week, <laughs> I'll nuke it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. And we're back and the Republicans, y'all, I mean, you know, for all the for all the chaos that's going around, they really should just change their name to the fucking knife party at this point. Because <laughs> to the Republicans. Yeah. Oh, How about that? Tell them. <laughs> Take that motherfucker. Fucking windmill on him, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Don't hurt him, Matt. Well, Don't hurt him, please. Posterize him right there with that one. Yeah. But like red at wave, this point, more like red. red Graves. Hey, all right. <laughs> Vanessa Redgrave. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Got well, him. Uh, <laughs> right now, uh, the party of personal personal responsibility wants fuck all to do with any concept of responsibility to do with the midterms. 
Although it should be noted that the Republicans look like they will have around a two seat majority in the House with current projections. There's still stuff that's mm-hmm. up in the air, but that sort of seems like where things are going to land. And also it should be noted that um, over the weekend, the the Democrats were able to, you know, s- solidify the majority in the Senate uh, with Woo! the runoff being just a little bit of a one, just a little icing on top of the cherry, if that's how yeah. that phrase goes. I don't think that's it how is. it goes. Let's check in with some of the saltier beings on the right. First up, Sarah Palin. She is just just going at the at the party itself for letting her be herself. <laughs> she put this IG post that this uh, Daily Beast or this uh, article in the Independent describes as in a con- conspiracy laden Instagram post. Miss Palin blamed the quote cockamamie ranked choice voting system, Senator Lisa Murkowski and the quote dark dysfunctional GOP machine after she was seemingly trounced by Democrat Mary Poltola for a second time in three months. Shout out to Mary. Uh, goes on to say, quote, this is from Sarah Palin. The GOP establishment deserves losses until it's willing to fight for what is right. So. We have somebody saying they didn't let me be MAGA enough. And they're like, that was the problem. They mm-hmm. were trying to they were trying to un MAGA you. But go off, Sarah. It's fine. <laughs> it's just I keep forgetting she exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's I think like, so do uh, the voters of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because when she comes back, they're like, oh, my God, what is this <laughs> you? Like a throwback meme? All right. I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Chris Christie who on a given day could have a take that makes him sound like Don Jr. or James Carville, depending mm-hmm. on like what, how he's feeling. You never know because he's he's so, you know, flip floppy. He was mm-hmm. back on his anti-Trump shit. He said, quote, uh, almost every one of these Trump endorsed candidates that you see in competitive states has lost. It's a huge loss for Trump. And again, it shows that his political instincts are not about the party. They're not about the country. They're about him. Yeah. But y'all knew True. that. You've been saying the same thing for since 2016. Right. Okay. Everyone knows but, this. Yeah. Everyone knows this. The, the question is, is whether or not you were complicit in allowing him to continue to do it. <laughs> I mean, you, everyone, <laughs> everyone knows what he is and everyone knows right. that his political instincts are completely about self-preservation. And whenever he loses, everyone's like, oh, what a loser, huh? That right. could never be me. And then he wins something and he'd be like, I love you, master. It's just <laughs> you- like a spineless bunch of fucks. Like, and I just, fucks. and there's yeah. a, the, actually Jamal Bowie, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but in the New York Times last week wrote about like, this really, this was before the election, but it's like, it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have right. to be an election denier to like, right. well, you just, you could just yeah. choose not to be. You chose to be. Like, it's they your just, choice, yeah. you fucking assholes. They have a real problem because they already are like a party that's willing to say anything to Mm -hmm. anyone, no matter what it means. And because of that, no one has a sense of center like at all. Yeah. Well, it's like if you have no shame. Yeah, for sure. They're all like these. They're all creatures. They're like organisms (laughs) in this like nebulous thing. And they're like, what are we today? Fascist or super Christian? And we care about baby. This, you know, like, and I so love because your impression of, that, of an amoeba, I think you should do a whole podcast as <laughs> an amoeba. <laughs> it's a it's an audio visual experience. You got to see my, really uh, both, yeah. my what what my cilia on the out on yeah, the cell yeah, wall you're doing moving. Cilia. Thank you so much. I don't have a flagellum. If you are curious what this thing <laughs> no, looks like, uh, no, it's, uh, it's all cilia. It's all cilia. But you know, so like for example, Elise Stefanik and JD Vance. 
they're already endorsing Trump for 2024, even though as of this recording and when they gave the endorsement, Trump has not ran for has not announced his you know, his candidacy, although we believe that's going to happen Tuesday, the day you hear this. So who knows? Get ready for that. But Fun. it's just he's an you know, what's interesting is like Trump is they don't he's really hard to deal with because he doesn't he doesn't conform to anything they're used to because like he's dumb but also mm-hmm. has an unsettlingly good instinct for amassing influence. Yes. So, he, and every year he gets more erratic. He gets like less cunning, like in the way you're like, oh, that's a finesse thing. He's just like, just the mass just completely comes off more and more and more. But the establishment far- parties or the esta- establishment figures in the party like look on as if he's like this Pokemon on his way to its like final powerful form. <laughs> and they just kind of <laughs> stare and do nothing. And honestly, the fact that they didn't fucking impeach him after January 6th, Mm. they basically hit him with the gamma rays that made Bruce Banner the Hulk at that point. Because now you've fully been like, yo, you had your shot right there. And Mm -hmm. now you're stuck with him and he's become the brand. And now anybody who wants to stop him is basically saying, I'm diametrically opposed to the brand. And go ahead. Like, let's see some fireworks then. It's That's part exciting. of the cynicism that I was saying this overrated. I feel like it's this idea that everything is fucking inevitable. Like, he, mm-hmm. oh, he's inevitable. You're like, no, he's not. We could yeah. just, you could just not stare. You could just not gamma ray him. You could just make <laughs> yeah. a different fucking decision. And, and instead it's just, it's so disempowered or something. It's just, it's yeah. just so, so fucking cynical. It's just about money. Maybe disempowered is the wrong thing because it's all about power. Anyways. Right. Well, it disempowers the people who actually do have the power to do something. If you're a Republican in the House or Senate during January 6th, you had the power to not gamma ray him, to not make him Mm -hmm. like above the law. And uh, you didn't. And so now everyone else McConnell was right there. Yeah. Mitch McConnell was right there. And throughout the whole midterms, he was he was like, man, we have a Senate quality problem. Yeah, motherfucker, because you're not challenging any of Trump's weirdo picks. And you like you're going against. You spent all this time being the Grim Reaper and bringing all these majorities to the Senate. And then mm-hmm. this guy just comes. He's like, we need more people who deny the election from two years ago. And they're like, uh, that's not the best. Also, the people you're running in Arizona for governor, Doug Ducey, he could just go for reelection and have a better chance at winning than a Democrat. Just it looks like is about to happen because Carrie Lake, again, is like fascist, real housewife. Like with her <laughs> yeah. whole presentation. Her Vaseline? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got to give the it Vaseline? up. Well, she's just made of Vaseline is what I assume. But no, go on. <laughs> Vaseline on the lens. Vaseline just, on the lens. Just like yeah, a nice, she's soft a nice soft bloom. There's always a nice bloom around her because I'll give it to her. She as like a TV anchor person. She understands lighting. Unlike yes. any of these other people, because yes. every time she was on TV, she had perfect fucking lighting. Like she yes. like literally was doing a talking head bit in a Real Housewives show. I was like, OK, good for you. You have that dialed in. Anyway, yeah. bootstrap boys. <laughs> Please go ahead and walk into the fire, you know, try and rest mm-hmm. control of your party. I'd really love to see it from here just to see how many of y'all like take one step into the breach and be like, I got it. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like y- y'all have a winning hand there. I do love watching them all turn on each other, though. It's very, it's very nice yeah. for me. It fits cathartic. Oh. You know what? Let's play. Let's let's give ourselves a little bit of a treat. I do want to play this clip from Ted Cruz on his podcast where he's just talking about like who's to blame for the midterms. He's like, I'm pissed. Uh, Wait, and- Ted Cruz has a podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. It's called The Verdict with Ted Cruz. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, check. So this is a little soundbite of him doing a little bit of, uh, you know. Mouth breathing? Post, yeah, post-mortem on the midterms. Okay. The rage. Americans are feeling across this country the rage that I'm feeling. There are almost not words to describe it <laughs> because this opportunity was screwed up. It was screwed up badly. And the people are going to pay the price or the American people. The country <laughs> is screwed for the next four years because of this. We're going to see horrible left-wing judges confirmed for the next two years because of this. We're going to see judges taking away our free speech rights, our religious liberty rights, our Second Amendment rights. It is an enormous missed opportunity, and, and, and i got to say it, it is hard to describe my feelings as anything other than rage right now. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all those judges uh, that are in the Supreme Court. I think that are the ones taking away the rights. Ted, I but know, nice literally try, the asshole. reason that that you guys lost. <laughs> and also, all the judges. do you know which Americans are not upset? All of the ones who voted, the majority of them, yeah, were right. not yeah. those people. Ooh. Turns out you're talking to a small group of people there, Teddy. But I just also, I I wanted to bring up that point because it has to be mentioned that he also was puffing his chest out about. Here are my cruise 25 picks for 22 victory fund. He had the cruise 25 <laughs> for 22 victory fund where he was courting donations for these house races that Cruz was focused on helping us deliver a majority. And I got to tell you, man, of the 25 of the 24 of the people that were new, like or people trying to uh, challenge an incumbent fucking nine won their races. He did. He was nine <laughs> for 24. This motherfucker swung out bad. he struck out bad <laughs> so he's also part of that tucker carlson crew of people who are like i'll tell you where to put your money i know where it goes then when the shit goes left he's like i don't know i'm so mad we need to figure yeah. out what's going on it's like you were have no you're an invertebrate and you <laughs> went with the with the maga shit and that's why it went <laughs> that invertebrate. way i just it's just such a pleasure to watch evil people fail yeah yeah it's a yeah, rarity it's a these days. Pleasure. So it's nice yeah. to feel it and see it. Mm -hmm. And also them being like, being like, yo, they, they trip because their shoelaces are untied. Watch, they're not going to look at their shoelaces again and try and get back <laughs> up. And they're doing that. They're like, watch, they're not going to try and actually figure out what the fuck the problem is. <laughs> they're going to just The floor down. is covered in rakes and they keep yeah. stepping on the rakes and it hits <laughs> them in the nose. Did right. you see they're Jesse like, Waters, the clip where he was talking about... It's single women. And the reason that single women, they should got to get married. And yeah. then, then too they many won't. single women. There's yeah. too many single women. And that's been, and when, once they get married, they no longer vote Democrat. And you're exactly. like, once call yeah, once, in your white friends, bitches. <laughs> yeah, they, what they need to do is get married to a cop with anger issues who will stand over their shoulder as they vote. And that's how we'll solve this thing. Ding, ding. Very, very unsettling. That was McNulty <laughs> saying, "What the fuck did I do?" Sorry, <laughs> sorry, McNulty. Yeah, not Rebecca's <laughs> never watched The Wire. Oh, oh man, I just I watched. I was two, <laughs> the first two episodes. It was so stressful to me, and it was already after the whole thing was done. I was like, "This is I can't be stressed for four years, or whatever." Right, right. Shit all over yourself. Shit all over. Exactly how it felt. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He 
He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 